Hi, everybody. It's been a while. Miss yeah. us? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Um, I'm Ashley. And this is Michael. And we're back with more episodes of About a Dog. Absolutely. it's It's been a while, so mm-hmm. hopefully not a lot of you have been jonesing for your fix. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into why we've been off, what's been going on, all that stuff. Quite a lot has quite, been going on. Yeah, quite a lot. I'm, I'm not going to say what's been going on is re- related to the fact that we were gone for a while, but I'm also not going to... I'm just going to point out that we've been gone for a while, and 2020 has been a shitstorm since. Yeah, it has been a shitstorm. <laughs> um, we've all... Like, many people around the world have been trying to deal with COVID and what things have been dealt our way. Um, we are... Being responsible people, wearing a mask all the time as much as we're, much as we can. We, we are socially distancing. I'm working from home. Michael I can't. is not because we live in the sticks and whatever. Well, and internet, our internet, internet incompatibility, I think, would probably be the yeah. the underline we would put in regards to why I'm not working from home. We tried it. I enjoyed it. Ashley wanted to kill me. I didn't know this until after the fact, but uh, yeah. I didn't want to kill you. I you just got t- you had to leave the room. You, you told me you yeah. had to leave the room, and I'm, I had this big emotional discussion with you because it hurt my feelings. Yeah, I just needed some space, but whatever. Um, so, he's been working... Going office, to work. Going to work every day. Every day, which means anything that needs to be gotten, I've been getting with, you know, my painter's mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, fun, we actually went to the doctor once, and yeah. they took one look at your mask. And it's like, no, you need to wear this medical mask. They took one look at mine and says... Oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah, which kind of pissed me off. That was a feather in my cap. Even I enjoyed the, that, actually. Even though his mask has been, like, reused to shit and back. And um, you realize there are three masks total. Yeah. Yeah, one I keep in your car. That mm-hmm. was the first one that I used. Mm-hmm. The second one that I was using is currently in my drawer, because that's for the pets. And the mm-hmm. pet one is now in my car. Okay. And I've ordered another one that's uh, supposedly going to be shipping... On uh, July 24th. So okay. touch wood that that gets here sooner rather than later. Um, Thank so you, Etsy. Other things that have been going on. Me medically, I got sick. Really, really, really sick. But not with COVID. No. no. Ashley has not left the house unless she's been driven around by me. And even then, she's been... I mean, I've been overly yeah. uh, protective more than anything else. If she touches anything, I tell her to wash My her hands. hands and um, it irritates her. But I got sick with Coxsackie virus, which is... Um, Hand, foot, and mouth disease. It's something yeah, it's, little kids get. Yeah, it's a disease more commonly known as hand, foot, and mouth disease, but there are other different forms of it. Um, I just got a shit ton of ulcers in my mouth and in my throat, which meant that I was coughing up blood, and it was not a pretty situation, but I was sick for a while. Which um, is, as you know, not conducive to talking like, say, one would do on uh, a podcast. podcast. Um, another thing is I coughed so much that I developed scar tissue and was mm-hmm. on vocal rest, so again, we couldn't record. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a planned medical procedure that originally was supposed to take place in March, but thank you, COVID, it got postponed until June, and it was an injection for my trigeminal neuralgia, which so far so good. I've been yeah. doing good. I've um, been... We've actually done. We had a kind of a milestone. Ever since Ashley was diagnosed with TN, anytime I would be able to show her any affection, it would be a kiss to the forehead. Mm-hmm. Today, however, um, I gave her a kiss. Finally on the lips after it feels like years. Honestly. Probably has been. And she said she felt a tingle. I'm going to take that as excitement and run with it. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we also want to address what's been going on in the world. As many of you know, you know our political affiliations will not, you know, express them open. Like we express them openly on the side, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. The, the the podcast is we don't use as a. Um, foundation for any of our political views. No. We mostly just, I mean, the, the title of the show is What We Are About yeah. a Dog. That's basically yeah. what it is. Um, but we do want to say that we are in full support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we understand the needs of people who are um, of 
any color that's mm. not white who we also understand and sympathize with people who are LGBTQIA+. Yeah. Um, we also... We're in the Richmond area, so we've had to deal with the whole monument situation more directly than most. And I like you say that, but I mean, we've been basically—I've been basically going. My job is basically near downtown Richmond, right? And I have just basically been going to work and coming home, maybe running errands occasionally, but um, avoiding. But I've been basically trying to avoid the outside and people, so it's not much different than what yeah, we used I mean, to do before COVID. I had to. Um, Leading up to my procedure, I had to get a test done, which I literally had to drive by the Stonewall Jackson Monument on Monument Avenue. <laughs> I remember those photos. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, I think Michael and I both are in full agreement that the statues need to come down. They, you know, I'm the thinking. Nazis don't have stat Like, the Germans don't have statues of Nazis. No, they so don't. No, they don't. Why should we have statues of Confederate History heroes? books are there for a reason. Yeah. It, it, it happened. And to be honest with you, having it up as a constant reminder, I think, is a middle finger in the face of anyone that... You know, it's it's not yeah. a good thing at all, and it needed it needed to go honestly. Well, and you know, my my whole point is there are way more important people that deserve statues instead of white dudes who rode a horse and got shot. High Stonewall. <laughs> um, if you ask me, I mean, to me, where Stonewall Jackson's monument, mm -hmm. there's one thing that belongs there, which yeah. means it needs to be picked up and moved a couple blocks back over there. Mm -hmm. And that's the monument of, of Arthur Ashe, because if anybody Arthur knows, Ashe. He's, knows Richmond... He's Virginia, yeah. He is Richmond, and the Stonewall Jackson monument is on is at the intersection of Monument Avenue and Arthur Ashe Boulevard. Mm -hmm. So you would think that his friggin' statue would be right there, but it's not. It's two blocks further down Monument I mean, Avenue. If you need somebody on a horse, why not the guy that the the Lone Ranger was based off of? Bass mm -hmm. Reeves. Yeah. An American you know, U.S. Marshal. You know, I mean, you may not know this, the Lone Ranger was based on him. The Lone Ranger was a white guy. The original Lone Ranger wasn't white. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was a black guy. So, I mean, there are, there are other people that we can put as statues and monuments and things like that. We don't need Confederate guys who lost a war. Um, but... Yeah, the Confederate flag is a sign of... of it's a symbol of, of a lost lost cause, honestly. Yeah. I'm all and for... It's, a, it's kind of ironic considering the breed that we're talking about, but whatever. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. I'm all for fighting a lost cause, but not when that lost cause is one that supports... The oppression of an entire race of human beings. That's yeah, what we, it, we're all human beings. Yeah, we're all human, and um, yeah. So Black Lives Matter. Um, the other thing is. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you getting emotional? No, I'm not. You look like you were getting emotional for a second. I'm not getting emotional. Well, okay, want well, to be sure. The other thing is, wear a fucking mask, please. <laughs> for the love of God, wear a fucking mask. It's not that hard. Ashley has TN. Okay, I people, and mask. it can hurt her. Anything touching her nose, such as me kissing her, can hurt her nose. Yet she wears a fucking mask. Yeah. If she can do it, it's not that fucking difficult, people. Cover your gob. And also your nose. Not just your mouth. Your nose needs to be covered, too. Okay, fair. Cover your mouth, cover your gob. Done. Um, so... I mean, this is why aliens turn left when they see... You know, when they see Earth, they look because at that and they hear banjos and they fly the fuck away. Because we're not an intelligent species. Considering what we're doing to one another as a species, I would fucking run for the hills. So Watch out for the monsters, the human race. Yeah, well, and to me, you are a selfish prick if you don't wear a mask. Period. Because that means you don't care about others. Um, I have a nephew that is in the hospital right now who is eight years old. And has gone through multiple rounds of chemo and is sick right now. We don't mm. know what he's sick with. Right. But he is in the hospital. He has a compromised immune system. Wear a mask for him. Yeah. I well, have asthma. Yeah. Wear a mask for me. Yeah. So think about other people when you're thinking about the decision to wear a mask or not wear a mask. Okay. I think that has covered everything that has gone on for the past few months. I think that's, that's a good catch up at this point. So yeah. Let's go ahead and ask the question um, that we always ask around this particular time. 
Actually, what breed are we talking about today? So it's funny that we're talking about the South and we're talking about Black Lives Matter and all that jazz because we're talking about the Carolina dog. Mm-hmm. It's an actual breed and is quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so sources are Carolina yes. Dog Club of America, mm-hmm. AKC. Mm-hmm. Um, I grabbed some stuff from the from National Purebred Dog Day, which, hi, y'all are great. Yeah, uh, they are. I think they've interviewed you multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I've done some stuff for them. Yeah. And actually, they're doing a great project, so if anybody has a purebred dog and wants their dog breed to be featured, go on to Facebook, find National Purebred Dog Day. They're doing a deck of cards for each group of dog, oh, each yeah. group. Yeah. And you can pay, I think it's 50 bucks for a card that's not a face card. And for a face card, it's 100 bucks, And it's all to support. Okay. So one, no, there's no one in the deck. Sorry. So two through, te- two through 10, excuse mm-hmm. me, is basically yeah. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. So Jack to the Ace mm-hmm. is 100 bucks. Is 100 bucks. And okay, it's, so how much did you pay? I only paid 50 so far. <laughs> because they've only and, been allowing one... One um, dog per breed and all that stuff. Okay, so what's the Hamilton Stoa? They are going to be the Five of Spades. Nice. So uh, just contact them if you want to take part in it. They've listed some of the breeds that they still need. Um, I think a lot of the Coonhound people, jump on it, guys. I nominate the Grim for the Ace of Spades. <laughs> well, no, they already have... Um, Ace of Spades got bought up real quick. Oh, Kill my joke. I know. I'm Thanks. sorry. I make a Harry Potter reference at the same time. Just, I know. I'm sorry. Poo pooed my joke. I'm sorry. And also, little jab to J.K. Uh-oh. Trans women are women too. Damn it. Oh, they're whatever they they choose yeah. to be. I actually had a friend who, when I worked with them, was a female, mm-hmm. and when I got to know them later, it was a, a male individual. And I was best man mm-hmm. at, at his, his wedding. wedding. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. You are who you say or who you feel you want to be. We yep. should not judge you. If you're non-binary, matter. whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You tell us what you want. Okay. That's it. Okay. Get off the soapbox. Let's Woo-hoo. go. Okay. So Carolina dogs. Yes. They are one of the few breeds that can be found in the wild. Like as in Pokemon Go, find it in the wild? I mean, like, it's like if I can go- catch a Carolina dog in a Pokemon <laughs> a Pokeball, but definitely in an animal <laughs> trap in certain areas in the Yikes. U.S. You can. You can catch them, but it's more ethical to, like, bring them to you and build up your trust and all that stuff. Well, yeah. Because they're part of an ancient class of breed called the pariah breeds, which are way more primitive. The reason why they're called pariah is because they are, they were raised on the outskirts of town and so it I'm, makes sense. I'm familiar with pariah, the outcast, yeah. shunned. I, I get it. That's and why I love the word, honestly. So, there also aren't very exaggerated, and there's no true, like, breeds that have gone into making this particular breed. So, you're telling me this breed was an oopsie-daisy? No, this breed came out of natural evolution. Okay. Um, and other examples of pariah breeds are canine dogs, Sholo eats quaintly, Basenjis, Dingoes, and New Guinea singing dogs. I don't think I could say that second one. Oh, Sholo eats quaintly? It starts with an X. It sounds like you're making a sentence about someone named Sholo and what they're eating. No. <laughs> Sholo, Sholo eats quickly. That's the way to remember it, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of pariah breeds have very similar temperament traits. Mm. And one of them that they can be aloof mm. to strangers, but fiercely loyal to their people. Yeah. So, history time. Yes, let's go back. So, history of this breed, being that it's a pariah breed, we don't have the exact people who founded this breed for the purpose or whatever. Mm. We know that they were discovered Mm. by Dr. Lair Brisbane in the 1970s, where they were found free roaming in South Carolina Okay, so unlike a lot of the other breeds that Mm -hmm. we've covered where they were part of aristocracy and nearly decimated by war somebody tripped and fell and found a Carolina dog in the 70s well, is what you're telling me? There had to been, overgeneralize of course. Yeah, but I mean there had been reports of these wild dogs that are different than your normal strays. I mean yeah. these are continuously being bred and they look very similar 
and they're similar to what in the cat world they would call a land race and mm-hmm. there are some land race breeds but this is a little bit more than a land race mm-hmm. in that these dogs they look almost like dingoes <laughs> they really do and the theory is the overwhelming theory based on evidence is that this breed originated where they were companions of indigenous people mm-hmm. and they crossed over the land bridge, the Bering Sea land bridge right. between Alaska and Russia during the last ice age. Mm. And because of how they look, they look a lot like dingoes. So people thought, oh, well, somebody must have like dropped some dingoes. No, they're not. Yeah. They have. Most of them are tan, have pointy ears, have a um, very wedge shape, and are very thin. But they look like dingoes, but they're yeah. not. Totally different country, country, totally different continent. Totally different accent. Yeah. And, but oddly enough, mm-hmm. dingoes might just be their closest living relative. Hmm. And because of the fact that these are a land race breed that have been here since indigenous people arrived Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of nicknames like a lot okay like our breed it's Mm -hmm. hamilton hammy hammies hamilton hound swedish foxhound you don't like see you just made a face on that one i don't like the swedish foxhound because they were bred more as a hair dog instead of a fox dog but whatever and and you chastised me and made me take it out of my dictionary for meet the breeds mm-hmm. if memory serves me correctly trust because me because of that i don't forget um so naturally i've got the line from seinfeld in my head as soon as you mentioned the dingo <laughs> the dingo ate your baby <laughs> oh my god um you mentioned the dingo how could you not expect me to bring this up no Seriously. i know and if you want to know more about that actual case go to case file they're really good <laughs> Um, Australian we, guy talks about dingo ate the baby. Yeah, we like Australian 60 Minutes we've discovered. It's so much better. We get nothing from any of these particular items or what have you that we endorse. We're just telling you stuff that we like. Yep. No kickback, but would not be adverse to it. Yeah. So the nicknames. Yes. American Dingo, Dixie Dingo, which is problematic. I hear banjos drive faster. I know. Oh, this is an even worse one. Swamp Dog. Oh my god. What? That sounds like the pet of Swamp Thing. I'm sorry. That's horrible. Swamp Dog, go. (laughs) Old Yeller Dog. Oh, no. No. No, no. Uh-uh, honey. What happened to... I I got a red fern for you. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeller Dog. Which, again, problematic. No, no, no. And Native Dog. Which is not so bad, but Carolina Dog is what they are. No. Native, native Dog. It's not bad. I, mean, I don't know if the Native are. Americans would, would claim that dog, honestly. But maybe, I don't know. I mean, to me, Native Dog means that they've been here forever. Yeah. So, it kind of does, it kind of doesn't, but whatever. When this breed was discovered in the 1970s, it had mm. actually already been documented since the late 1800s. I imagine so, considering they crossed the Bering Strait. And in the 1920s, Glover Moral Allen called them the most problematic name so far. The Common Indian Dog. No, 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 no. No. And even though this breed is called Carolina Dog, remains of this breed Mm -hmm. can be found in various parts in America. Really? They, yeah. They not may just not, Carolina, then. Yeah. They may not be running packs wild all over the place. Yeah. But their remains can be found all the way down in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, through the Mid-Atlantic, and all the way down to the Southwest. Mm. But it also goes along that notion that they traveled with the indigenous tribes. So wherever they were indigenous tribes and they were in the south. So they would follow the buffalo. The buffalo, the, the Native Americans well, would, would. Not necessarily okay. the buffalo, but they well, were. Well, I'm just trying to get this, the trickle down effect here, which is the buffalo, they, the Native Americans, and the dogs were there to accompany them. Yeah, but I mean, there were other indigenous tribes that. Oh, fair, fair, fair. You're right. Didn't you're follow right. the buffalo, they like the, the ones that are native to Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. All of that area, they were more 
um, hunter-gatherers and, and whatnot. Yeah. And that's what this breed strives on, are these tribes that had a need for hunter-gatherers, and the dogs would help them in that area, and they would also help clean up the area by, you know, eating the carcasses and stuff like that. Yeah. And Dr. Brisbane, who discovered them, while working as a research ecologist in the Savannah River site in South Carolina. And Dr. Brisbane is now the president of the National Parent Club that's helping to drive the breed to recognition. The breed has been fully recognized by the UKC since 1996 Mm -hmm. and is a FSS registrable breed with the AKC since 2017. And when they become fully recognized, they will go into the hound group just like many other pariah breeds like Basenjis. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, Basenjis are another breed that you can find in the wild. Congo. What's interesting about this breed comes down to DNA. Mm-hmm. The DNA of this breed, about 50% of the mitochondrial DNA haplogroup, meaning the DNA that is stored within the mitochondria, mm-hmm. is passed down from mother to child. Right. And doesn't change. Okay. And there are different haplogroups, which are that particular gene, that spread unchanged throughout various different dog breeds. If you want, you can go to Embark, and they'll tell you what your dog's haplogroup is. Yeah. But... Again, no kickback. No kickback, but damn, I wish. (laughs) Um, Shameless plug. Please, I know y'all are doing podcast things now. (laughs) heard one the other day. Um, <laughs> and Ashley listens to podcasts. Make no mistakes. Um, but over 50% of the mitochondrial haplogroup mm-hmm. is very common throughout other breeds. They, the research that I saw called them um, either post-Columbian dog breeds or post-colonized dog breeds, which cracked me up. Um, because, you know... They use that as a marker to tell when the genes changed of indigenous people, which colonialism was a shit show. Colonizers. <laughs> so over 50% of the mitochondrial DNA mm-hmm. relates back to common dog breeds. 5% is closely related to breeds that are known in Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. This is the kicker. Yeah. And 37%, so not like 2% or 1%, Yeah, a fair chunk is completely new. Never been seen before. It's a completely new mitochondrial haplogroup. Oh, okay. Which means that this theory and this haplogroup is actually related to breeds that originated in Asia mm-hmm. or other, and other native... Um, Indigenous breeds like Sholos, Peruvian Inca, um, Peruvian Inca orchid, hairless breed thing. Sorry, people. There's, Should I look this up? No. Okay. Um, and I think Chihuahuas and a couple of breeds that are native to Mexico also have their origins from East Asian haplogroups, which pretty much affirms the theory that indigenous people that are that are in the US yeah. originated from migration that happened over the land bridge. Right. And it also confirms almost confirms the Carolina dog ancestry. Should we address the fact that there may be a German <laughs> shepherd squealing that they may be able to hear? Yeah, if you hear a dog barking in the background, it's Jones, the German shepherd that we're raising. Yeah, I also want to address at some point the reason I brought this up is you meant I said the word colonizer, but Shuri. Oh, yeah. But um, let's finish we'll what we're get doing there. first. We'll get there later. No, no, no. Just friendly reminder. Yep. Um, I made her lose her place. You made me lose my spot. <laughs> Come on, get it back. You can I do got it. it back. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Back on task. Here yeah. we go. Yep. So the theory about a lot of these um, native and indigenous breeds is that mm. they survive. They're... Full survival is based on natural selection and more evolutionary of what survived and what thrived in that particular area. Come on, Charles Darwin, sit down. We got a chair for you right here. Yeah. 
And so even though it's a domesticated dog breed, yeah. it definitely survived thanks to its adaptations in the area mm-hmm. and what it did and the purpose that it served for the people that it was with. Yeah. And what makes it even more unique mm-hmm. is that it has a couple of things that are related to a lot of the females in the breed. Yeah. Their heat cycle is bizarre. It's totally weird. So a lot of sounds familiar, but go ahead. Ours are just late bloomers and take a while and whatever. But usually, (laughs) all right. Here's here's I'm gonna take a break. Do some biology 101 for dogs. When dogs reach sexual maturity, which depending on the breed will be anywhere between six to 24 months old. Mm-hmm. Broad range. And it's usually based on lines and what their mother did and all of that. Yeah. But generally, when a female has their first heat cycle, it'll go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. They will have a normal, regular heat cycle, and then their next heat cycle will be six to 12 months later. And then they'll go on a regular cycle after that. Yeah. The other way is they will have their first heat cycle will be split. Mm-hmm. They'll come in for two weeks, then they'll come out for a month, and then they'll come in for the rest. I don't like the split cycle at all. I dealt with it with Alice. It was a pain in the ass. Um, We dealt with it, and it was a pain in the ass. None of the girls... Raven and Selene have never done a split cycle. You sure? Positive. that one of the girls had like Mm-mm. done a split. No, what the girls have done, like many females, is when you are around one another, you will sync your cycles up. Mm-hmm. Celine, when Alice was around... Yeah. She chose to sync up with Alice. Right, yeah. Now that Alice is no longer here, she chose to sync up with her sister, Raven, which means yeah. that Celine got brought in like two and a half months early, which was delightful. Confused the living hell out of Rolo. So, what makes this breed different, though, mm-hmm. and it would probably piss me off to no end. I'll tell you what's pissing me off to no end, but go ahead. Yeah, Jones needs to shut up. Yeah. About she's, to go in there. She's a great dog, but whoo boy, she's she's a lot. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. So the Carolina dog, their heat cycle is more akin to some of the other pariah breeds, which a lot of the pariah breeds and sighthounds as well, they will only have one heat cycle a year. Mm-hmm. But with Carolina dogs, they have. Their first heat cycle, when they come into sexual maturity, mm-hmm. they will immediately go back into another and then another. So they'll have three heat cycles in a rapid succession and then go into a regular heat cycle, like a regular uh, pattern after that. Right. So you get so, like, God, maybe... Three months. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is that like a year's worth? No. I, what I'm thinking is a lot of these dogs, the Carolina dogs will probably go in... Stay in for 30 days, probably go out for like a week or two, then go back in for another 30, go back out. So roughly, it's about three and a half, four months for their first heat cycle where they are in season at some point. When they're in, they are in. And another thing that they do, and it's mostly the females that do this, is they'll create what are known as snout pits. Don't know why. They just do it, and it's mostly females. And what they'll do is they'll take their nose, and they'll nose around in the ground and create like a circular depression in the ground. Mm-hmm. No one knows why they do it. Ninety-eight percent of female Carolina dogs will do this, and they will only do it between September and January. Hmm. It's freaky. It's weird. But it's in their DNA, basically. Yeah, it's definitely something that. They do, and it's natural that they do. I don't want to see what made the depression in our yard out there. I know. (laughs) It's a big-ass hole. So, as a pet, now that they're moving forward with AKC recognition, and there are breeders, a lot of them are ecologists and are actually capturing some of these dogs in the wild and taming them and using that to keep their line fresh, which is wonderful. Which means you have a lot of genetic diversity. Way to go, guys. Um, 
they are they all have these same personality traits they're very smart very eager to please if you have them around the house and they're part of your family most of the time they won't get in the way they mm-hmm. almost have this innate knowledge to kind of stay to the outskirts yeah. of things and they'll hang out but again well, that kind of maybe stems from the fact that they're a pariah breed exactly and they adore their people mm-hmm. very smart eager to please they will hunt, they will swim, they'll do pretty much anything you ask of them, but... There it is. I was wondering what the butt was. the butt was. The caveat. The caveat is, they are aloof as hell. So, probably very low and maybe expressing, I don't know, uh, expressing maybe affection or anything like that? No, they're not aloof to their people, they're aloof oh. to strangers. Oh. Okay. So, they're great as a watchdog, but they really... Most people that I've seen, they've said that, oh, they're not really human aggressive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're dog aggressive or not, but that's never been publicized or anything. Um, There's no concrete written anything no. anywhere about it. But to me, with that aloofness and you want to show them or you want them to participate mm. in dog sports and stuff, yeah. you're going to have to socialize them a little bit more than you would, say, a Labrador. Right. And this would have to be very controlled socialization and making sure that you're not out of control at any moment so probably bad experiences would definitely linger on this breed a little bit more Mm -hmm. than other breeds and a lot of times you'll see and i've seen it where if you just do a search on like pet finder Mm -hmm. or adopt a pet or whatever yeah you'll see carolina dogs that in shelters Mm -hmm. You've got, depending on where they got the dog from, Yeah, it's a possibility that mm-hmm. you may have a Carolina dog. But there are a lot of breeds that can produce a mixed breed that is yellow and has pointy ears. Yeah. It's very easy to do. It can happen. So I would take whatever the shelter tells you with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Unless you do a DNA test. Hashtag Embark. Embark or any other breed (laughs) DNA test, then that's the only way that you'll truly know for sure. Which, fun fact, who was it that wasn't able to figure out Kemper? Um, So Kemper, all of the dogs are, we do um, DNA trials with them and we do DNA stuff. Um, All of our dogs have been sampled for a breed. Like database or something? Well, no, it's a study regarding genetics and temperament Mm -hmm. and whether you can find a DNA marker for aggression, submissiveness, and all of that. And Kemper flagged a few things on his survey. All I can think of is I remember, I have the picture on my computer that cycles around sometimes. It's like, we're stumped by Kemper. We don't know completely what he is. Well, and, And a lot of it is probably the fact that they don't have enough yeah, they don't have a wide range yeah. database. So, but back to the Carolina dog and in shelters. Yes. You would still have to deal with a lot of the... If you do get a Carolina dog from a shelter and it is a true Carolina dog, mm-hmm. more than likely it has been captured from the wild. Right. Which means very low human interaction. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to socialize. You're going to have to work gonna with It's going to be feral, yeah. And you're going to have to find a trainer that is used to working with pariah-type breeds Mm -hmm. so that they know how to build up and Mm -hmm. not knock down. Right. And in a very slow way because you can't move too fast with these guys. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, it could just be ingrained in them. Yeah. But because they are so eager to please their people once they get to be their people... Yeah. Um... They can excel at pretty much any dog sport because they want to please you. They want to be mm-hmm. with you. And But with that, yes, they want to please, but they still need to have the socialization in place so that you know that they are going to be safe right. wherever you take them. You can't just throw them in a dog park and expect them to already know what they do. Yeah, God, no. You can't. Yeah. And this is also a breed that... I probably wouldn't take, especially one from a shelter, especially one that's been caught from the wild, (laughs) 
I probably would not take it. You're getting ahead of yourself. You're doing the, I wouldn't do this kind. Well, well, I wouldn't take them to like a meet the breed scenario. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, no. I mean, no. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting off slowly, you could probably build up their confidence and build up what they're used to. Yeah. And be able to have a wonderful house pet. And again, they're gonna be. They're still gonna have some of that primitive nature. And unless yeah. you've owned a primitive breed or been around a primitive breed, you're not gonna know what that's like or whether that suits you. I know it doesn't suit me. Right. So this would definitely not be your first dog scenario. No. 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 no, no, no. no. This this type of breed needs an experienced owner. Yeah. Probably needs someone who has been around. Like if you ha- if you've owned a Canaan dog, you could probably jump right to a Carolina dog, perfectly fine. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't say if you've had like a Beagle, you can go to a Carolina dog. No. If you have a Beagle, good for you because you have more patience than I do. Yeah. Um. So. Jeez. Here comes the final question. Would you own one? Well, I'd have to quantify it. Is this one that has been freshly caught? Or has this been tamed by Ash, the Pokemon trainer? (laughs) What are we dealing with here? I would say the ideal scenario for what we would need, which would be a show dog or something that can participate in dog sports. Right. So this so, would be something that would have to have would come proper from my, training, proper socialization, yeah. things like that. We couldn't get a freshly caught. No. Free range. Carolina no. dog. I don't have the time for that. <laughs> sorry. Free, free range, range Carolina, Carolina dog. All right. I'm sorry. Well, they roam free. It's true. On the range. In a swamp. <laughs> God, swamp dog. Go. Get the bad guy. Go over there. <laughs> Swamp dog. That I, just, that I don't think so. Because I mean, just the sound of it sounds like a dog. I just have a, this visual of it slogging its way through the mud, through the water, doing all this stuff, getting just going, having this fur that's like just caked in <laughs> mud and muck and dirt and grossness. And I look at that and I go, I do not want to fucking bathe that. Mm-hmm. So no. <laughs> My answer is no, just because of that long, I don't want to bathe that tirade. (laughs) I mean, the other night, I will tell this story. The other night, someone, actually, was snoozing away, and my nose, for some reason, has become attuned Mm -hmm. to the smell of caca. I can smell when, literally, shit goes down. Yeah. So, I get up, and it's about 1.30 in the morning. And Celine has literally shit the bed because we have like these Coranda beds for all the dogs. And no, not you. Shut up, Jones. Um, and she shit the bed, and it was just so horrible. She had like her paws were covered, and keep in mind they have like white. Yep. You could not see the white. Oh God! It was that bad. Yeah, and. I didn't know that. I let her out. I cleaned up all the mess. I'm just going to go ahead and finish this story, you know, quickly. Just get, I'm not going to spare you the gross details, but by the end of it, she was as clean as I could get her at that time of day. Her crate was immaculate. Mm-hmm. At least the current it was. And I looked at myself after dealing with that, considering her tail, her paw, everything was just basically shit. Mm-hmm. And I looked at myself 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going... I need to take a shower. Is it too early to do that? But then I'll be up until my hair dries because I need a haircut. I hate the pandemic because I need a haircut, damn it. <laughs> I fucking hate long hair. And he won't let me cut it. When did I say that you couldn't cut it? About a month ago. You're like, no. I, don't I, I asked if you were going to use your dog tools on me and you said, yeah. yes, you were. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that because if memory serves, okay, I'm throwing this place under the bus. I told you my Mr. Nick story. I think so. Yeah, where they actually had hairdressers at this location at Chesterfield Town Center that said, and I quote, Oh God, here he comes. I heard that. And ever since then, I have had this hang-up about my mop top of head here. 
And, I mean, don't get me wrong, the people at Haircuttery have been really nice. Mm-hmm. Love Chris, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't always... Yeah, I cheat on him. I'm sorry, Chris. If you're listening to this, I am sorry. But yes, I do I do cheat on you. You know this. You know this about me. I'm a wild horse. I cannot be tamed. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I went there. But it gave me a hang-up, and I don't want to put you through that, especially with your equipment. I'm afraid to break your very expensive dog grooming equipment. Plus, I, the idea of you posting on Facebook, just groomed Michael, you know, I'm <laughs> I don't like the sound of that, honestly. I am. It'd be funny. It, I just the dog show people would just eat that up like it was fucking candy on a. Yeah, table. they would. That's why it's funny. And I, I don't. I mean, it's getting to the point now where I would not have an objection, honestly. But I would prefer if Eileen was around to do oh. it, honestly, to lend a more seasoned hand, as it were. Because I mean, you've groomed dogs. This is not a dog. Yeah, but I can tell you to stop moving and you might actually do it. True. You wouldn't have to go, stand, stay! Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Or I wouldn't have to grab you and yank you and... That you'd find this neck is a little bit more thicker to scrub. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't do the kitten thing where I just go limp at the yeah, scruff no. of a neck. I don't do that. Okay. <laughs> so I guess my, answer, my answer is no. What do you say? My answer is no, but it's a little bit different than yours. Okay, because there's no caked and shit answer. Yeah, there's no caked and shit answer. Um, it is a lot to do with the fact that it's a primitive breed, would require a lot of socialization. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few at shows, didn't really like their temperaments that I was seeing at in shows. Mm. Um, had a lot of reactive tendencies at shows, and that right. kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and also mm. having having a bitch in season for over three months. Mm. That's a lot of let this dog out, bring that dog in, let the yeah. others out. That's that for me is a giant pain in the ass. Yeah, in the morning considering I'm the one that does it. Yeah, but I mean, it's also it's a lot, especially when you have an intact male too. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I would, you know, since we have an intact male, yeah. I don't want to put him through that. Um, Shut yeah, up, Jones. He, he already goes through enough with with other bitches in season. Yeah. And, you know, no, I, I, I don't want to own this breed. I can, I can admire them from afar. I think they're great. I think they are a wonderful piece of history and definitely need to pres- be preserved, but just not by me. Yeah. Other people can have them. Um, so, yeah, this is basically um, to those that do the Carolina breed, kudos. Good kudos for you for um, preserving history that should be preserved and... That's another thing I think that we've touched upon on numerous occasions in regards to these dogs. Congratulations to all who are preserving breed history. Yeah, and big time. Because, I mean, granted, we as human beings, we have a messy and dirty past, but mm-hmm. they are a companion animal. They've yeah. been a part of this, too, and they need just as much preservation. Yeah, and I mean, yes, uh, some breeds don't have the best past and mm. best history. Yeah. But it's the breeders that are helping to change that. The breeders now that are helping to change that. Because, I mean, just because you have a breed that was bred for fighting Mm -hmm. in the 1800s definitely doesn't mean that that's what they do now. Right, yeah, definitely not. So it's all about preserving history. And Carolina dogs need it more than most. And um, the... the The person that discovered them, Dr. Brisbane, has actually said multiple times... That we know more about pandas than we do about Carolina dogs. Yikes. And that's problematic in so many ways. In that there are many breeds that are more rare than giant pandas. It's just one more thing that aliens are looking at humanity and judging us harshly. Yeah, and, and it's like, these are, these are things that we help to create. Mm-hmm. We need to be the ones and the stewards to keep on bringing them forward. See, I was thinking, trying to think of the right word, and you had it right there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, as close as I got was custodian, and that doesn't sound good. No. Um, so. I don't want to do the whole Jackson Galaxy. We are their guardians. Is it? No, 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 no. No, we're not. The only guardians I like are Star Lord. Come on, now, damn it! <laughs> bring, bring me those guardians. Um. So, with that. Um, I think since we're at the tail end of this, it's time to bring uh, bring about more commenting about her highness. All right. 
so many of us, many of you guys that know us know that we foster animals from time to time. We have fostered three kittens in the past three years. With only uh, a one fail rate that was Astrid. And I, bl- I blame myself on that one because she was really, she really pitched, she had a really good sales pitch. Yeah. Very cute. Lots of fuzzies, lots of kisses. And she was on my shoulder. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, our next one was probably going to be a fail. Our one yeah, currently right now is we're gonna, we're, pro- we're possibly going to have a, what, uh, two and three record? Yeah, two out of three. <laughs> um, what makes this a little bit emotional for us is this is our first foster that we've had without Alice. Mm. She was she was the kitten raiser. She raised Aston. She literally picked out 11. Mm-hmm. She raised Astrid, she raised Nakia. Nakia. And yeah. now she's raising she's not here to raise Shuri. Shuri. Yeah. Um so now, for the record, Ashley named Nakia. Mm-hmm. That was all her. When she brought what her name used to be was Roxanne home. Mm-hmm. We took one look at her. I said, no, she's royalty. That's Shuri. Done. Mm-hmm. And I named her Shuri. And apparently if, if when she becomes part of the family, unfortunately, she's going to take my name. So it's going to be Aston Martin Silver, Astrid Primrose Silver, and now Shuri Silver. Shuri Louise Silver. Oh, Louise. I forgot about the Louise. The Bob's Burgers reference. Yes. yes she is She is Louise, especially considering she's going after Astrid and giving her a hard time. It's great. And knocked over paper towel roll. <laughs> kicked it. Why is the paper towel roll kicked down the, kicked down the hallway? This is the paper towel roll. <laughs> um, so during this pandemic stuff, um, I know that there have been a lot of people... Um, looking for animals because they may, might feel lonely and all of that. Mm. What I suggest you do if you're into it or if you want to, if you want to give it a try, mm-hmm. contact your local shelter yeah. and see if you can't help foster because they're always needing help, and especially if you're working from home. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, in Richmond, kitten season was delayed, but kitten season is now here. Yeah, full swing. Um, so... Contact your local shelter. If you have a spare bathroom, that's all you need to raise a kitten. Honestly, yeah. And you can help socialize them. It's very, very, very rewarding, and you're mm-hmm. helping out your local area. Yeah. Um, especially those of us as breeders, we get a negative light saying that, you know, we are killing so um, shelter animals. No, we're not. No, no. We're really not. Um, a lot of us are heavily involved in rescue in some way, shape, or form. Um, we're also involved in the Hamilton Shore Breed Rescue. Whenever we see one, we help out and do whatever we can. Ah, Finnick. Um, so with all of that that's going on, please, 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 please stay safe. Absolutely. Stay sane. Social distance six feet apart. And stay sane. I know this is very draining on a lot of people's mental health. Um, you want staying sane. Who's the one who painted... Yeah. The bulk of this house. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, you did. You should talk about staying sane. Mm-hmm. Do little projects. I mean, we're we, we also have chickens in the house right now. Yeah, well, baby chicks. Baby they're, chicks. They're in the muckroom, which, as you can imagine, since the muckroom is like a hatch between the house mm-hmm. proper and the outside, naturally that room has to be carefully guarded. So I'm putting myself in between the dogs and the chickens as they go out. So I'm kind of like the the you know. What, what, what do you call it? The guard, I guess? Yeah. Like, nope, nope, nope. Keep going. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. Unfortunately, Celine wanted to get real up close and personal with him. That was that was an interesting evening. Yeah, I almost broke my ankle doing that. That was fun. Yeah. I honestly wish... I keep telling... I had this manager once. She lives alone. She's dealing with stuff. And I kept telling her she needs a pet and she wants a dog. And I go... Me being a dog person, everybody, for some reason in an office environment, they look to you for advice in regards to dogs every time. Oh, yeah. You can't yeah. deny that because oh, it's it happening. Right. So she goes, what kind of dog should I get? It's like, get a cat. You need to get a cat because, first of all, a cat will be there. Mm-hmm. When you're not there, it will judge you, which I think is funny. Mm-hmm. And all you really need to do is get a box and feed them occasionally. And they will, you know, honestly, they'll just come and love on you. Yeah. I'm like... 
today, Eleven judged the living hell out of me during a couple of my meetings. <laughs> she loves to judge people on those meetings. Yes, I've noticed she does. that. She just glares, and I'm like, fine, whatever. I don't know what it is, but in the evenings when I'm home, because as you know, I leave to go to the orifice to uh, work, um, I come home, and Astrid will do this thing. Well, she'll just sit on my chest, and she'll purr and just demand attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the hell out of it until the claws come out. Yeah. Then that is no longer a good time for me. But, again... My poor nipples. Yes, we are about a dog, but... Yes. We also have other animals. Yeah. We are all for, you know, supporting your local municipal shelters. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I put that caveat there, because your tax dollars go to help fund them. Yeah. And so you know that they're doing the right thing instead mm-hmm. of begging for donations that sometimes do not go to the right place. Mm. So support them. Help foster if you can. Um, I'm not demanding that you do it. I mean, just if you have the space, if you have the time and the wherewithal, yeah. go ahead. I mean, so, I know it sounds preachy, but I mean, we're not, you know, banging the drum for them or anything like no, that. No, just, just if you have if the time, you, do it. If you feel compelled to do something or to possibly have a COVID project. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's better than socializing a kitten or a yeah. cat. So you can find us on Facebook, which is uh, at About a Dog. You can find us on Twitter at About a Dog One. Instagram at About a Dog Pod. You can email us About a Dog Pod at gmail.com. And sometimes we post on YouTube, but it's not that often. No, not, not so much. Fun fact this little cheat sheet that I have on my phone. It has a date in which the last time it was it was accessed. Do you want to know what the date was? Sometime in February. February 11th, 2020, at exactly 11.02 p.m. Yeah. I still have the Westminster results Shit. on this fucking thing. And <laughs> it's the last time I accessed this. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to start recording more. We have more uh, planned, so just bear with us. We're getting back in the swing of things. We're hoping to get a special guest, but she's been somewhat tentative. But hopefully... Um, um, hopefully, uh, we're going to convince her, possibly and, with the inducement of liquor. We don't know. <laughs> and hopefully, we'll have other guests as well um, with certain topics that we want to cover. Because we do need subject matter experts. Yes, we do. Um, Always good to have it. So. I'm going to go hug Jones now. <laughs> yeah, with that. <laughs> go hug your dog. Go hug your dog. They love you, even yes. though they're screaming in the background. They I'm love going to you. go hug you, Jones. Oh, Jones! <laughs>